Okay. Feel, I feel suddenly like telling a Seinfeld joke. Again, I'm David, if you don't know me. Uh, we are um, starting a series going through the book of Romans. Um, Romans is in the Bible. Uh, that's not the end of the sentence. Um, uh, just after um, the book of Acts, it's one of the longer letters. Um, so you'll find it if you've got a pew Bible. Um, we are on page 1744, 1744. Um, We'll be using the Romans course that's put together by the Bible Society um, in our life groups, um, and that comes with it, um, a, a teaching series uh, on Sundays. So, um, so this is going to be slightly different um, to normal sermons in that I've got suggested things I'm supposed to say, uh, also things I'm supposed to not say, because that will spoil the video when you watch the video in your life groups. Um, along with the series, um, there are books which we've had made out the back. Um, you'll notice they've got a bespoke St. George's cover because when we got the book for the course, um, there was no front cover on it. And I thought, no one's going to want a book without a front cover, so I made one. Um, so, so that's there. Um, you don't have to be in a life group to buy a book. Um, that means if you are in a life group, now I've said that, don't leave it too long. Um, they cost us $2.50 to print, so we suggest you put $3 in for them. Um, just to, to cover any being stolen. Um, happens. Um, and uh, the other thing to say is that if you are not in a life group and think, I haven't got time for that, but I'd like to see the videos, is there a way to? Um, yes, there is. Uh, if, you, if you email me, then I can send you um, a link to see the videos. Um, and if you're, um, oops, sorry, um, if you're not part of St. George's and you're watching this or you're visiting and you think, um, uh, I'd like to get the resources, um, then you can go to the Bible Society, put in Bible Society Romans course into your favorite search engine, um, and you can download everything yourself um, and, uh, and give them a donation for the work. It's all done by donation. So, um, so that's, that's a few things as we begin. Um, just put a hand up if you're vaguely interested in Roman history. So the people on the sides are, and not in the middle. I wonder what that says. It's, it's always interesting. There's always like, hmm, mustn't read into things too much. Um, I, I, th I think it, it is interesting. A lot, of, a lot of movies have been made of Roman history. We had to learn a lot of Roman history in school because I grew up um, in, in England uh, near to um, St. Albans, um, which was called Verulamium. Um, try and say that if you have no teeth. Um, and, uh, and Verulamium was, was an old Roman um, uh, city. Um, and so uh, Roman culture, I think, is, is with us through 
the media, through popular culture, we will often, um, we will often make comments uh, that allude to the Romans. Rome wasn't built in a day. There you go. Um, I, I won't read the rest of them. Uh, so um, it's interesting, isn't it? Now, I've never actually preached through the book of Romans, um, so it's going to be fun doing this together. Um, but the biggest message um, I want to uh, have us have as a church as we look at this um, is, is the message of the gospel of grace. And, uh, and, and we've, we've, um, we as church need to be people of grace. And at our best, we are people of grace. Um, as Susie mentioned, having patience earlier, that, that thing of being patient and gracious with one another uh, is, is what I think we're called to be. Um, I spent yesterday um, morning um, listening to um, the primate, um, who is the, uh, the senior archbishop in Canada in the Anglican Church. Um, and uh, and, and um, so if, if you feel like... Um, sitting down for 15 to 20 minutes listening to me is a long time. Uh, should I tell you how long she spoke for? Uh, two hours and 15 minutes. Um, the time went quite quick to start with, but after a while, I did find myself standing up to go and get cookies and things just because I was getting fidgety. Um, so it's okay if you get fidgety. That's all right. Um, and... The reason I mention that is not just to say I went and sat and listened to the primate for that long, but, the, but I think that was really her message too. As the Anglican church, the big tent church, uh, the answers she gave to things were, um, were probably the same answers I would give to things. Um, what do we think about this? Well, within the church, some people think this and some people think that. And isn't it good we can be together? And so the message I got from her was... Um, isn't it special that we can be a church where we can have grace for each other despite very different views on a number of topics? And we'll find as we go through Romans, there are some things that will um, irritate us. And sometimes uh, those things will be uh, something that you need to go, you know what, I'm just not going to worry too much about that today. Uh, and other times you might want to spend time thinking and praying because maybe there's something that God's saying to each of us at different times. Uh, so um, that's just a few things by way of introduction to say let's have grace as we look at Romans and, and know that as a church we want to be a community of grace and care for each other, uh, that we are going to have different opinions and that is what makes us special. I do not think there are many churches where you get to be in the same building with people that have the different opinions that we all have and I know your opinions. So I, I'm not just saying this as a thing, like we have vastly different opinions and so uh, what does it look like? I think this is what the kingdom looks like. Being alongside people uh, who vote for a different political party uh, to us that have different opinions. Uh, and so, anyway, Romans. Um, it may be that you've done something in your life that's felt daunting, like, um, like climbing a mountain. Um, and the image that's used in the course will be that of going up a mountain and back down the other side. Maybe it was a big project, um, and you found that project to be more life-giving than you could possibly have imagined. Um, as we look at Romans, 
My hope is that we are all uh, inspired to look more and more at the gospel. The gospel, the good news of God in Jesus Christ for the world. So, um, three things. Firstly, uh, the author of the gospel, um, Paul. Uh, you know a lot about Paul. We've talked about Paul because we've done others of Paul's letters, so I'm not going to spend ages talking about him. He was um, a, 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 an ardent Christian. He'd had a, a, um, a conversion experience on the road to Damascus, and um, he was someone who was persecuting the church and then became um, the church's uh, biggest, or one of the church's biggest proponents and evangelist. Paul introduces himself in Romans 1 as a servant of Jesus Christ, or more literally, a slave. Sadly, we are still talking about slavery today. I alluded to it last week, talking about fair trade and social justice, um, but there is still slavery in the world today. If you look at any big corporation uh, that does business in certain countries, you'll see at the bottom of their website a statement on the Modern Slavery Act. Uh, it is still going on. But at the time, in Roman culture, about 30% of people would have been slaves. I can't move around that much, can I, because you'll lose the mic. Or shall I use this one? Can I, can I switch? And then, I just know I'm not very good at standing still. There we go. Now I can do this, and it will still work. Um, So it is radical uh, to, to see that Paul would have been a slave of Christ. What a subversive idea. Uh, because every slave wants to be free. And so we tend to use the word servant because it sounds uh, nicer and it sounds like there's more choice. But Paul doesn't seem resentful about the idea. He calls himself a slave of Christ or a servant of Christ. This challenges what we think about freedom today. Because in our culture, we think of freedom as being with absolutely no restrictions. Nobody can tell us what to do. But for Paul, true freedom is found in Christ. It's found to, through submitting to Jesus as the Lord of your life and devoting yourself to him. And so slavery and freedom are things that are going to keep coming up again and again as we go through the book of Romans. And so who were the Romans? Well, the recipient was the church in Rome. Uh, you've heard it said that all roads lead to Rome. It's because the Romans built the roads. Uh, and when they built roads, uh, rather like in the prairies, they built them straight uh, so you can find um, in much of Europe, there's lots of windy roads, but if the Romans built them, they're probably straight because um, that's, the, that's the easiest way to do it. So Paul was writing um, to them uh, approximately, oh, I should say this, um, if you're in life groups, there is a quiz in the first week. And because I'm kind, I'm going to try and give you the answers to the quiz this morning. Uh, so, so if you want to remember this, uh, so the book of Romans was written in around about A.D. 57. Uh, so it's fairly new, it's fairly near to um, Jesus being around. 
Um, the church was very diverse. You'll see in Romans 16, there's lists of names, uh, and we get Greek names and Latin names and Jewish names, uh, people belonging to wealthy tribes, uh, um, or wealthy people and poor people. It was a very diverse church, just as we too are a diverse church. Uh, and so, as you can imagine, and as I've alluded to, even for us uh, finding ourselves at St. George's and within the Anglican Church of Canada, there is diversity which will bring with it different opinions that bang up against each other at times. Um, there were challenges particularly between the Jewish and Gentile believers. Uh, so the Jews had been expelled from Rome, and then they returned in A.D. 54, and you can find that elsewhere in Acts chapter 18. Uh, so a key theme for the church uh, in Rome is unity. Unity is so important. Unity comes out through Paul explaining the gospel and the practical teaching he gives later on. Uh, Paul sees the church in Rome as being loved by God. Uh, and they are, Romans 1 verse 7, called to be saints. We often see this in Paul's letters, this thing of being called to be saints. Um, a saint is one who is set apart for doing God's work. We often think of saints like St. George um, and, uh, and many other saints. Um, we've got um, St. Michael's Day um, is coming up quite soon, I believe. Um, or is it past? Anyone know? No, okay. I could just make it up, couldn't I? But somebody will be watching online and they'll write in the comment, no, David, St. Michael's Day is the 29th of September. Um, the saints are not just the saints of old. The saints are those who are called to live in the way of God, in the way of Jesus today. And so we are called to be saints. And that's what he was saying to the church in Rome. He sees them as those who are, who are called saints. And it's that piece of saying, you are a saint, now live like one. Which really is the message of the gospel. It's not, I, I realize I'm really bad and so I repent. And then Jesus saying, okay, I forgive you. It's Jesus saying, I forgive you. And then we go, what? What for? I didn't do anything wrong. The forgiveness comes before. Now, you might say, but we had a confession in our service today, and why do we have a confession and then an absolution? Um, but the absolution is there uh, reminding us of our forgiveness. And so when we come to church and we make our confession, whether you do that in the general confession or whether you do that one-on-one -on -one with a priest or a Christian friend and you have, I need to confess something, um, then uh, you, you do that knowing that forgiveness is already there, but somehow we have to verbalize to, to get it out of our system. People sometimes say, at what point, David, should uh, somebody go and see a priest um, or, or a pastor for confession? And what I tend to say is, if you've, if you've gone to church already and you've said sorry, uh, and you still don't feel forgiven, that's probably the time to go and, and say it in front of another person because then that person, the pastor, the priest, can assure you of your forgiveness. They aren't forgiving you. They're assuring you that God is the one who forgives. 
So Paul sees the church in Rome with love. He loves the church. He doesn't write letters, although it can seem like it sometimes because he's angry at the church. He's writing out of love and compassion. He greets them in Romans 16 with this real um, emphasis. Um, If we just have a look. I've lost the page because um, it's not big enough here to have three things. So I'm just going to find it again, uh, 1744. Here we go. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, he says, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. It's everyone. Uh, Paul cares about everyone. Uh, And yet, um, knowing what we know and seeing the Roman movies we've seen, we know it was a tricky time. Uh, And so that's why things that that might come up in our studies, in our sermons, can feel tricky. They can be difficult to talk about. But Paul is not writing a letter that's kind of meant to be academic and theological, He's writing to real people facing real issues as they work out faith in their real life. People who he loves and wants the best for. Um, So Paul describes himself as a slave of Christ, set apart for the gospel. And in verse 14, he says he's under obligation to the believers in Rome, both the Jew and the Gentiles, as in all people. As one who has been entrusted with the gospel, he has an obligation to pass it on. He's like um, a delivery person being given a precious item. He has to take it to the one uh, to whom it needs to go. Uh, But what is the message that he's got to take? The message is the gospel. So the word gospel means good news. Um, And it's not new news because it's been promised through history. As you read the Old Testament, and this is a theme that Paul keeps bringing up in Romans, uh, that that, that what was promised in the Old Testament has been fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. As he picks up promises made in Jewish scriptures, he shows how they are fulfilled in Christ. Romans is shaped around the story of Israel, chapters 1 to 3, unpacking the themes of creation, Adam, and the fall from Genesis. Uh, Romans 4 explores the call of Abraham. Romans 6 and 7 considers the exodus and the giving of the law. And Romans 8 depicts the arrival in the promised land. The gospel, the good news of Jesus, is proved, verse 4, by the resurrection. It says, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans is not about big complicated ideas or just an instruction of ways to live or things we should and shouldn't do. Ultimately, it's about Jesus Christ, about a person revealed to be the Son of God, as proved through his resurrection from the dead. In Jesus, all the promises of Scripture and the longings of the human heart find their fulfillment. 
And this is the good news that's about bringing salvation to all people. And so as we go through the book of Romans, week by week, um, we will get bits of the story. We're not going to hear every single bit read in church. Um, you'll be just grateful to know this is a 10-week course and therefore a 10-week sermon series because in really keen churches, um, we're quite keen, but not quite that keen, uh, they'll do 16 weeks. They'll start on the first Sunday of September and go through till the end of the year. So we're not getting 16 weeks. We're going to finish before Advent because we like to do Advent really well. Uh, so, so we're doing 10 weeks. Uh, that means you won't get everything. So if you can spare about an hour... I think this is one of the quiz answers. It takes about an hour to read Romans. Uh, so maybe read Romans. If you have other people in your house who'd like to read it with you, a spouse or family member, maybe you could, you could alternate chapters. Or maybe you'd just like to listen uh, to someone else. If you go to BibleGateway.com, then you can hear uh, somebody reading Romans on there uh, while you wash your dishes or whatever you're doing. So set aside some time to look at Romans. And maybe as things jump out at you that cause tension uh, in your mind, you might think about um, what that will look like as we get to it. Consider the differences between us in our church community, the different opinions we have, uh, affected by politics and status and, and ethnicity and race and everything else, and think about how these things will come to play for us. Uh, so as we go through the book, um, my hope is that we will continue to grow in faith as we go in grace with each other. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, this season that we're in now. And as we go through the book of Romans, we pray that you would help us to be aware of who we are in you, to know that grace and love and forgiveness that comes from Jesus. Lord, teach us what it is that you have to say to us as individuals and the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, we're going to um, have a chance now to sing.